Hey guys, welcome uh, tonight. And we are delighted to have you with us on this Sunday evening. So thank you for jumping in tonight. And uh, thank you for participating in this 21-day communion fast. We're really uh, so appreciative and we so much uh, are honored by you spending this time with us each evening. We don't take for granted um, the options that you have with your time. And the fact that you spend this time with us is very meaningful and we um, we love our time together, and we want to value it. We want to make sure on our part that we do everything that we can to value highly um, the generosity of your time uh, in this time together. So with that said, we're going to be jumping right in tonight. So welcome tonight. If you're watching this live on Facebook, or if you're watching a recording at a later time, we welcome you as if you were right now with us in the room. Also, you may be listening to the audio version on our podcast. And if you are, we welcome you and thank you for uh, listening on our podcast. And also, please um, please uh, follow us on our podcast and share that with others as well. Or you may be watching it on our YouTube channel, and if we, if you are watching there, then we certainly appreciate that, and, and thank you for watching on our YouTube channel as well. So tonight is night number eight in the communion fast, and we want to welcome everyone in the room. It is Sunday night, and we are super excited, and um, Jennifer and I are headed out tomorrow, and we're going to be going uh, into Kentucky. And and by the way, guys, one of the things <clears throat> that you're going to hear from us this year is uh, a few years ago, we began to implement in Kentucky a strategy for awakening, sustainable revival and awakening in local churches and in regions. We call it the Awakening Mosaic. And I really believe with all of my heart, I believe it more now than I did when the Lord first began to give us this strategy. But I believe with all of my heart that, in fact, that if we're going to see or when we see true sustainable revival and awakening on a broad scale in the nation, this awakening is not going to be carried on the back of just one good service after another good service. I really believe, I'm firmly convicted and convinced in my heart that the only thing that's going to produce sustainable awakening and sustainable revival in our lives, in our homes, our communities, our churches, is we must not rely on one good service after another good service, but we must really develop leaders who have a mindset and the mentality of the kingdom of God so that we can e expand the leadership within our communities and within our nation. And that's one of the things that we're really working to do here uh, in Florida and actually everywhere we go. Uh, we were in Oklahoma recently, 
connected with a beautiful people, a beautiful church out there that have actually asked us to give oversight to their church. We look, we look forward to going back to Oklahoma and many other places in the nation where we go. But we do believe that God has given to us and many others as well, a unique assignment for Kentucky. And so we really are believing that there's a move of God coming to Kentucky that will change the course of the land. Um, uh, somebody just sent me a note and said, if I am live, they can't see anything or hear anything. And so somebody give me a thumbs up or something if you can hear me or see me even as we ta are talking right now. <clears throat> so if you can't see me or if you can't hear me, then uh, we, we have an issue. So please let me know about that. Somebody, as soon as you can, give me a thumbs up and just affirm to that. So one of the things, uh, thank you, Linda, I saw that. So thank you. And so uh, Jeannie, uh, Jenny, thank you. Thank you, Jennifer, as well. So here's what I want you to know. Jennifer and I are going to be going to Kentucky this week. We're going to be meeting with the leaders. And actually, we're going to be meeting with um, uh, someone who has already designated that they're going to be running for uh, governor in the state of Kentucky. Uh, we were reached out to today about meeting with a Kentucky state rep while we're there, et cetera, et cetera. So here's, here's what I'm saying to you. Uh, our focus is not just one service after another service after another service after another service. Look, we live in Pensacola, Florida, a city in America that if any city knows uh, the challenge of hosting a local revival that turns into a global move. It's this little city right here in Pensacola. Over 4 million people visited Pensacola during the Brownsville Revival. But here's what I want you to know, and this is no slight to any of the incredible things that God did. But by and large, when the revival was over, the city fundamentally was unchanged. I'm talking about the city. I'm not talking about people's lives. I'm talking about the city. And one of the things I'm I'm under deep conviction about is that we must give our time to develop leaders. That's why we're doing the Mosaic House of Prayer. I really believe that if we're going to see sustainable revival and awakening come to the nation, we must establish the foundation of prayer. That's why the other night we spoke for two nights on the power of your prayer life. So if you've not seen those nights, be sure and go back and watch those. So what I'm saying to you is our focus is, is are, are we going to host services and meetings? Yes. Are we believing God for a mighty outpouring of his Holy Spirit? Yes. As a matter of fact, on the 21st night of this fast, we're going to host a gathering. So if you're in the local area, we're inviting you now to come be a part of that. And it'll be right here at our home, unless uh, there's more people in our home will allow, and we'll find a place where we can gather. But if you're interested in that, please send my wife Jennifer a note right on here, and uh, she will see that and make note of it. So what I want you to know is we're not looking for a weekend meeting. We're not looking for a revival that's numbered by days. We're looking for a revival numbered by souls and lives changed and addicts set free and marriages healed 
and cities begin to be transformed by the power of God. And look, much of that, uh, much of that uh, is really catapulted in dynamic life-giving services, but in order for it to be sustainable, we must have strong leaders rightly connected together and flowing as one body. And so that's why we've started the Mosaic House of Prayer. Uh, that's why we have the group page, Mosaic House of Prayer for Global Awakening. If you've not yet liked that page, please go and do that. And then also uh, tonight, so we are uh, excited about these things. So we're going this week. We aren't sure exactly how long we're going to be in Kentucky. So if you're a pastor watching and you say, hey, could you come over one night, talk about what God's doing in the nation, talk about revival history, minister to us, whatever, uh, let us know. Send us a note. Let us know. And if there's any way we can do that, then we would uh, be honored and delighted to do that. And so then also, uh, let me let you know. Now, let me go ahead and put this out there because I want to invite every one of you to save this day and make plans now to be with us. And by the way, if you connect with us online in this prayer effort, then we're going to make sure that we give you bullet points and things that we need you praying for this meeting. But I'd like for everyone to save the date of, of, of April 19 to 22, April 19th through 22. We're going to begin to really get the news out on this, uh, but we're going to have an awakening mosaic gathering uh, in Florence, Kentucky at Heritage Fellowship with Pastor Cletty Keith and his wife, beautiful wife, Gaynell, and the wonderful family there at um, Heritage Fellowship. We're going to have the meeting there April 19 to 22. We've got some guest ministers coming in. We, we want to be able to share that with you in an exciting way. Uh, also, we're going to have a reception one night for a minister and his wife uh, in Kentucky that we're going to be honoring in a wonderful way. So I want to encourage everyone on here, you got enough time, put the date down and uh, make every plan that you can to join us right there in Northern Kentucky. Uh, it's easily accessed right there in the beautiful Northern Kentucky area. And so uh, put that date down. That is for an awakening mosaic. Now, let me just go ahead and say this, and I'll post some of this on my Facebook, on our ministry page, and also in the Mosaic House of Prayer for Global Awakening. Somebody might be saying, what is an awakening mosaic? Uh, here's what it is. Uh, it's birthed out of a conviction that I've already stated, and that is that America's transforming revival and her greatest awakening, yes, it lays ahead of us and not behind us, but it's not going to be carried on the back of one service after another service after another service. We're believing God for a grassroots move of the Spirit of God that men and women, ordinary men and women, are hosting revival all over the nation in a really transforming way. Who of us could not be so blessed today to see the number of NFL teams that were kneeling on the field and praying for one young man, Damar? And so we thank God for that. 
Now, guys, I'm just telling you, the stadiums in America may have been built more uh, for awakening than for football. But 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 I'm just telling you, we're not going to get there if we do not be very intentional about raising up uh, transforming leaders. So that's what the Awakening Mosaic is about. It's about connecting leaders. Actually, the Lord gave me a vision of Awakening as a beautiful stained glass window that is made out of broken pieces of glass. And only a, a disciplined artisan knows how to take the shards of broken glass and form those colors and shapes together in such a way to present this beautiful window or a beautiful mosaic, if you will, that shows a brilliant picture. Now, to me, those broken pieces of tile or glass are, in fact, leaders, intercessors that have been broken. Come on, is there an intercessor on here tonight that has ever wanted to give up because you felt broken even in the place of prayer? Um, the 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 um, the evolving uh, prayer movement has now gone through many different expressions. But I'm telling you, every expression brings us a little closer to the dynamic reality that we must have this foundation led for prayer and intercession. We all raise our hands. Say, you know what? Uh, it, it's, it's sometimes it's been easier to leave the prayer room than it has to come inside of it. And so look, guys, I'm just saying that the mosaic is about connecting leaders. It's not about controlling a revival or a move of God. Come on. The awakening that's coming will, the, the spirit of the Lord ministered to us in Pensacola a number of years ago and said, there's a move of God coming that no building will contain and no ministry will control. So what we're believing for is that God's going to begin to connect leaders. God's going to begin to connect intercessors, pastors, apostles, prophets. He's going to begin to connect people together that are not a part of a, a, a denominational or a network affiliation wherein there are controls or restraints, but people that come together for a cause greater than any one of us individually. Let me tell you something. The awakening that's coming to America cannot be carried by one ministry in this nation, regardless of how large or well-defined or well-financed or well-staffed that ministry might be. So what I want you to know is we want to build something in leadership that will last, as Linda just said, until Jesus comes. That's really what we want to do. Now, that may sound, uh, may sound a little bit extreme, but I'm just telling you, um, we want to see that. Now, what that means is we're believing God for an awakening and a move of God that will not make you leave your hometown to find it. We want it to come to your hometown. That's why we're connecting intercessors online, because we're going to begin to pray for every community that's connected online through the Mosaic House of Prayer. And each person in your community, we're going to encourage you to connect together and believe God for your community. You sh it, it should be unconscionable to have to go across country or to a distant state 
or even a nearby one to be a part of a awakening or revival. You should be able to go down the block. You should be able to be right there in your hometown. You should be able to be right there in your home. And so that's kind of what we're doing with the mosaic. We're not looking to just have a good meeting after a good meeting, but we are looking to connect the leaders. So part of our focus when we travel and go into ministries and churches this year, we want to go in and meet with leaders. We want to have some leadership meetings. We've done that. There's Ashley McCoy. We were in Paris, Kentucky for uh, a year, and one night a week, we invited leaders to come in. And I remember one night in particular, it's easy to remember that night, but there were over 100 pastors meeting in one room together for an hour before that revival service began. And look, here, here's what I want you to know. Those meetings of key leaders are as important as what happens in the sanctuary. So our focus really is developing through the mosaic uh, teams of leaders that are going to begin to multiply their kingdom effort. And guess what? Um, the, the Lord has given us a strategy for the multiplication that we have implemented, and uh, we know that it works, and we're just looking forward to doing that again at an entirely new level. So, so guys, I kind of jumped right into it tonight, but let me welcome everyone on here, and uh, so delighted to have you on, and uh, we look forward to this time together. I hope you have your communion elements ready. Uh, we've got ours ready to go tonight. We are going to take communion together in just a few moments. And, um, you know, these are really busy days because we've got a lot going on. You know, we're changing our lives. We're changing our bodies. We're building businesses and we are expanding ministry all at the same time. So uh, I actually have um, an, another Zoom call to get on after this one. And so we're just excited about all that God is doing, and we're praying for you tonight. So I told you last night we're going to begin to go a little bit of a different direction tonight, and we are. I want to share with you a very exciting passage. And by the way, we're going to be this entire 20 days, 21 days, we're really going to be within the primary text of our emphasis is going to be from about Genesis 15 to Genesis 22. Now, admittedly, we're not going to be able to do that broad uh, passage uh, with any great um, uh, seriousness because there's immense wealth. Actually, in that passage of Scripture, uh, the history of humanity radically began to change. And that's no understatement. You and I are still tonight living under the shadow of the covenant promise that God gave to Abraham back all of those many years ago. And so what I want you to know, this covenant has become, by the grace of God the Father, through the death of his son Jesus, by the witness of the Holy Ghost, it has become the everlasting covenant promise of God. I want you to know that the Bible makes it very clear that every family on the earth is blessed through the covenant that you and I are considering together in this covenant, uh, in this communion fast. So tonight we, we have been 
for the first week. We have been right there in Genesis 15. So tonight we're going to jump over to Genesis chapter 17, and we're going to read a few verses right at the beginning. And so tonight, last night, we really talked about the power of the blessing. If you enjoyed that or if you felt like God ministered to you in that, put a number one right down there in the message slot. And look, guys, uh, I do have it set up now where I can see every message that comes in. So you all see, I, I can see the messages live on Facebook as they come in. And so even as you share those comments, I've got them where I can see them. So what I'm encouraging you to do is to make a comment in there, be interactive in there, and I will glance down and I'll see a comment and I'll highlight that. And oftentimes the Lord gives us direction even from your input in that. So thank you for all of the ones, because last night we talked about the power of the blessing. And uh, if you didn't get to watch that, Watch it right here on my Facebook page from last night, and we hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. It's also loaded up on our podcast, which is an Awakening Mosaic podcast, and you can find that on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, wherever you find a podcast, you can find that, okay? So with that said, I want to go for a moment really to two passages of Scripture, the first one is in uh, Genesis chapter 17. Here's why. So last night, we looked at the power of the blessing. Two nights before that, for two nights, we looked at the, the power of your prayer life. Um, the previous nights, we were laying the foundation for a transformative move of God and for awakening through key leaders. So tonight, what I really want to minister to you about is, look, where there is the blessing, there is a multiplication. So we're believing tonight for supernatural miracles and multiplication in your life for 2023. And here's what I want you to know, that the miracles in your life are not just rolling the dice. Hey, look, man, a, a miracle of God is not flipping a coin, hoping it lands on tails. That's not a miracle. Come on, can I say that again? When we were in high school, we'd play odd man. Everybody'd flip a quarter. Three of us would flip quarters, and um, who, whoever had the odd one, if one had tails, the other two had heads, then that person won all three quarters. I don't know if that is gambling or not, but here's what I do know. Miracles are not a gamble. Now, I want to encourage you with that. Miracles are not a gamble. I need to pause, take me a drink of coffee, because I'm just telling you, Miracles are not a gamble. Miracles are not a flip of a coin. It's not cutting the deck of a card. Miracles are rooted in the covenant promise of God all the way back to the book of Genesis, all the way back into the eternal heart of the Father. Remember the first few nights in this communion fast, I begin to talk about the revelation of God. And in the covenant promise of God, throughout Scripture, when we find God revealing himself, it's as if God takes his hand and he rams it inside of his chest and he pulls out his heart and he exposes his heart for all of humanity to see. That's the, that's the best way for me to relate to the covenant promise of God. 
So your miracle is not the flipping of a coin. It's not a game of chance. It's You're not cutting the deck. You're not wishing, you're not hoping, but you're stepping into agreement and alignment with a covenant promise of God, and you're declaring with your mouth the word of the Lord and believing with your heart that my miracle is now. So here's what I want you to know. Rooted in the covenant promise of God is the promise for supernatural miracles, wonders, signs, and wonders. It's amazing but it's true. Secondly, there's this amazing promise for multiplication, multiplication. And look, guys, the word of the Lord gives us the promise even when we sow. See, the righteous can sow in seasons of drought and reap a mighty harvest. Why? Because the the seed that you sow is not conditioned the seed that you sow in the kingdom of God is not conditional to the natural elements. You can be in the middle of a drought, strike a rock, and the water come gushing forth. Y'all not hear what I'm saying to you? Where there's the revelation of God, there's the releasing of the miraculous. Where there's the revelation of God, there's the releasing of the multiplication. You just got to believe it. You got to put your life into agreement. You got to put your heart and spirit into agreement with that word. And then you got to get to work, man. Put these hands to work and let's go build something uh, together. So we're looking tonight at the power of multiplication. Now, in Genesis 17, the Lord begins to address this in a powerful way with Abram. And I want you to begin to look at that. Now, we're not, we're not skipping. Uh, Genesis 16, you got to read that because Genesis 16 begins by saying, now Sarai. Now, wait a minute. Sarai is spelt two different ways. How many of y'all know Abram? Abram's, how many of y'all know Abram's name is spelt two different ways? How many of y'all know his name is spelt Abram and his name is spelt Abraham? How many of y'all know that Sarah's name is spelt two ways? It's spelt Sarai. S-A-R-A-I, Genesis 16.1, but it's also later on changed to be Sarah. Why is that? It's rooted in the covenant, and I'm going to show you that. We're going to look at that. I want you to see that. Um, is that why? Now, watch this. I, I've talked a little bit at the beginning about the covenant of marriage. Listen, the marriage ceremony is the clearest expression of the Abrahamic covenant at, that we have in our world today, the marriage ceremony. And I really believe part of the war that we're seeing culturally and globally is a war against the covenant promises of God. And so it's a war against marriage because marriage is the heart of the covenant promise of God. So the marriage ceremony in many, many ways reflects this beautiful Abrahamic covenant. Look, I just need to give in and teach on just the, the beauty of the wedding ceremony. Uh, how many of y'all would watch that if I, if I put that on YouTube or something? How many of y'all would go watch that for the restoration, for the reclamation of the married life, of, 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 of the godly marriage? So what I want you to know is um, why does the bride change her name? Well, got good news for you. It's not rooted in American, white, Western, European tradition. 
it's rooted in the covenant promise of God with Abraham. So I just want to throw that out there because I want you to see it. I want you to understand it. I want you to understand why the bride wears white, why the father escorts her down the aisle, why she comes down the center aisle, why is she preceded by the flower girl, why does the flower girl traditionally release rose petals that are red, why does the bride and groom's family sit on each side, on and on, why does the groom carry the bride across the threshold, does that represent the rapture, even from the book of Genesis, just hold on to yourself, why is it that they uh, feed each other the cake? Uh, why Why is that that they do that? Why do they cut the cake and feed it? Could it be that the wine and the cake represent the bread and the blood of the covenant promise of God? Absolutely so. So look, we've got much more to say about that, but here's what I want you to know. Rooted in the covenant promise of God is the promise of multiplication. Somebody say multiplication with me. Some Somebody just declare multiplication in 2023. So here's Genesis chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, somebody put the numbers 99. How many of you all know 99 years old is probably not the best time to begin your family? But it is the best time for the fulfilling of the promise of God that was given Come on, somebody. So, and when the promise of God is given and manifest, then multiplication occurs, regardless of the natural years. Hear what I'm saying? When you sow seed in the spirit, it's not it's not conditioned to the natural environment. All right. So when Abram was 99 years old, are y'all getting this or do I need to quit? Somebody put 99 down there. So when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him. How awesome is that? How many of y'all would still like to be having the Lord appear to you when you're 99 years old? The Lord appeared to him and said, I am almighty God. Now, I love that right there because it's almost as if the, the Lord is saying, Abraham, I know you're 99, but look, I'm Lord God almighty. What I'm doing is based on me, not on you. All I need you to do, are you willing to be a vessel that I can begin my multiplication process through? What if you knew in 2023 that God did not just want to add things to your life or add things through your life, but what if God wanted to multiply through your life in 2023? So the Lord says, look, you're 99. Hey, I'm Lord God Almighty. That's what God said to Abram, Genesis 17, 1. And then the Lord says, walk and live, watch this, habitually before me. Now, I'm not going to go there, but I could. So the Lord says to him at 99 years old, walk and live habitually before me, continuously before me live before me. Come on somebody. You know what? Can I can I encourage you right now that 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 it, that the Lord in 2023 is looking for leaders, apostolic, prophetic, pastoral, teaching leaders, you know, pastoral leaders uh, looking for ordinary men and women, intercessors, business leaders, 
that are going to begin to connect together in ways that are absolutely uh, unimaginable uh, in, in any day or year before us. So the Lord says, walk and live habitually before me and be perfect, which means blameless, be wholehearted, or be complete. Did you know a lot of people have not really understood the definition of biblical holiness? It's not perfection in the natural, but what it is, holiness in Scripture is really the picture that the same person I am on the inside is who I am on the outside. What you see is what you get. There's no conflict between the inner man and the outer man. There's no conflict between the natural man and the spiritual man, all right? And yes, spiritual man is is gender fluid in that spiritual woman. Okay, and I will, now watch this, and God says, and I will make my covenant, Barith. I'm going to cut a deal. I'm going to make a solemn pledge. God says, look, I'm going to do something for you and through you that's going to multiply in the earth. God says, I'll make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of many nations. Now, it's interesting because every, the three major world religions today all trace their roots back, Judaism, Islam, Christianity, they all trace their roots back right here to Abraham. And so he says, nor shall your name any longer, now watch this, nor shall your name any longer be Abram which is high exalted father, but your name shall be Abraham, father of a multitude. Now, how many of you all knew in here that God himself changed Abram's name to reflect his future and not his past? So God says, look, Abram means high or exalted father it may mean uh it may mean uh the father of many but god says i'm about to change your name and i'm going to change your name from abram to abraham now why would he do that why why would he do that so literally this is the covenant root god changed abraham's name when god entered into covenant with abram God said there is in that 10-step process we talked about nearly a week ago that one of the steps that would happen is the exchanging of names. So in this covenant, we could expect Abram's name to change and God's name to change. Now, Abram's name clearly changed. We got we got text right here. Abram's name changed from the father of many to a father of many nations, multitudes. And that has absolutely become reality in the earth. And the end is not yet in sight. But why would God change his name from Abram to Abraham? Here's why. God was going to take the ruach, that breathy, guttural sound of the raw essence, 
the the heart of God, the fullness of God, the complete composite spectrum of God, the ruach of God, the breath of God. And he was going to insert in the middle of Abraham's name, his ruach. So his name would go from Abram to Abraham. Why? Because now when Abraham goes out into the world and he gives his name, no longer Abram, but now Abraham, in which God has inserted his name in the middle of in the middle of Abram's heart and life, because God was about to begin to release supernatural multiplication through him. Now, watch this. So let me just say this, because I could teach for two hours on the exchanging of names easily. But here's what I want you to know. Did God's name change in this covenant? Abram's did. Did God's name? By the way, you know why Sarah, you know why Sarai changed to Sarah? Because as she is in covenant with her husband, who's under the covenant promise of God, her name now is changed to reflect that same covenant promise that she and her husband have together under the covering of Almighty God. I don't know if y'all are getting this or not. I, I don't know if this makes any sense or not. But Sarai went to Sarah. Why? Because now everyone who hears Abraham and Sarah are going to begin to identify that this couple conjoined together by the will of the Father are under the covenant promise of God, and their names now reflect that covenant promise. All right? Are y'all with me? Is everybody with me? Have I left y'all somewhere along the side of the road? I don't want to leave you. So guess what? In a traditional wedding ceremony, it's not always the case, and there's no judgment when it's not. But in a traditional wedding ceremony, the, the, the bride will take on the name of the groom. Why? Well, it's because it, it's not because of a male chauvinistic Western culture white thing. Not that at all. What it is, it's deeply rooted in the covenant promise of God so that the two that are made one flesh are now conjoined together under the under the covenant promise of God, and her name becomes affixed or attached to the groom or to the one that is the head of the home biblically or spiritually. And don't get religious on me and don't say, well, what if I'm a single mom? Look, many of you carry the spiritual banner over your home. And this is not a male thing, a female thing. It's not a husband thing or a wife thing. I'm just telling you, we need to just understand the covenant promise of God is given to every family on the earth, period. And so her name was changed. Now, when we get in the New Testament, was our name changed? Does God have reserved for you a name in heaven that has not yet been revealed? The answer is yes, absolutely. I can't wait to find out what his name was for me. I, I don't even want to speculate on that. But here's what I want you to know. You know, even in the Bible, we were called, the, the believers were first called Christian at Antioch. Christian. 
Christian. Now, can I just can I can I do a pet peeve for a minute? Is that okay? Uh, can I do a pet peeve for a minute? It really bugs me when Christians or pastors talk about being a Christ follower rather than a Christian. I know it's just a matter of semantics, but look, if your prospect on being a Christian is that you do nothing but try to follow his teachings or follow his lifestyle, then friend, I just want you to know it. it it's, it's, it's shallow from what the revelation that God wants you to have. Friend, you are born by the Holy Spirit into the kingdom of God. We didn't become a member of a fellowship that follow a series of creeds or teachings. We are convicted by the Holy Ghost of our sin, confessing, repenting, born again by the Holy Ghost, born in the kingdom of God, and and we will live forever in Jesus' name. So here's what I'm saying to you. They were called Christian. Christian is actually a word made up of two words. I didn't know I was going to go this way at all tonight but it's Christ young. It literally means, when you're a Christian, it literally means to be made of the essential nature of the Christ. And Christ, by the way, is not Jesus's last name. Christ is a title for the anointed one. So to be a Christian is to be made in the likeness of the anointed one, to be born again, to have the fullness of life, to have the Zoe life, even as our son and his team are teaching this series this month on the Zoe life. So um, so is that okay? So we see Abram's name change to reflect the multiplication that God has declared over him. Now, over and over again, we find that in the Holy Bible. As a matter of fact, we find many names changed. How many of you all know, know Saul's name was changed from Saul to Paul. Isn't that interesting? You know why it was changed? Do you know what Saul means? Saul means tall. You know what Paul means? Paul means small. Paul said, I must decrease that he might increase. Here's what I'm saying to you. All of the names that we find is we begin to discover where you find the revelation of the heart of God, where you find the promise of his covenant, where you find the transforming power of grace, through Jesus, by the witness of the Holy Ghost, you begin to find the unfolding of the multiplication of God. So here's what I want you to know. I believe in 2023, we could see anything happen nationally. I believe we could see almost anything happen. But here's what I'm contending for, friend. I'm not contending for a political revolution. I'm contending for a kingdom revelation a revelation that will produce an awakening in the hearts of the masses and begin to provoke millions to a place of repentance and confession. And so tonight, guys, I, uh, I've, been, I've been going a while every night, and I'm trying to guard my time. And, and I was going to go to another passage in the New Testament, but to be honest with you, it would just explode me out for another 35 or 40 minutes. And I really want to be sensitive of your time. So we've got time together. So we'll just pick up that tomorrow night. But here's what I'm saying to you. I'm saying to you that the Heavenly Father wants to release in your life an anointing for multiplication, an anointing for success in your life, an anointing. 
Guys, look, let me tell you something. Be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now. Look, if the Spirit of God says something to you, judge it, discern it, and decide it in your spirit, not in your flesh. If you decided in your flesh, you could miss the next great move of God for your life. If you discern it and judge it by the Spirit, then you will absolutely not miss the next great move of God. So an example of that, if you don't mind, uh, really at the beginning of 2019, the Lord gave us a word, Jennifer and I, where he began to say he's going to renew the mind and restore the bodies of leaders. I had no idea what that meant, but I knew I needed both of them. It was a word. Hear what I'm saying to you. Now, the Lord was already ministering to Jennifer, even before me. No shock there. The Lord is already ministering to her about the days that lay ahead and necessary changes that we were going to have to make. But the Lord said to me at the beginning of 2019, he said he's going to begin to renew the mind and restore the bodies of leaders because of the days we were coming into. Now, I could do one of two things with that. I could either judge it in the natural and do basically nothing with it and just pray everything works out okay. Or we could say, God, we want that word. I take that word. I believe that word. I'm going to write it in my journal and I'm going to enact that word into my life. We began to do that. And it ended up opening up for us one of the most transforming moves in our lives personally. As a matter of fact, According to the doctor, had I not said yes to that by the Holy Spirit, had Jennifer and I not said yes to that by the Holy Spirit, I tonight would probably not be alive doing this broadcast right now. I feel graciously as a man living in extended days. Why? Because God gave a word. And God said, I'm going to renew the mind and restore the bodies of leaders in these days. So I said yes to that, pulled myself into it, and uh, began to live out loud, lost 115 pounds, got off eight of my nine medications. When I got COVID in 2020, my doctor told me, had I not been doing the program we're doing, then I probably would have not survived or lived through the COVID experience that I had. I had a case of COVID so severe that I had blisters breaking out on my back and my body. Uh, I was super morbidly obese. I had no energy. Did I love God? Yes. Did I travel? Yes. Had I pastored? Yes. Had I put on tremendous amounts of weight? Yes. Did I have the money to do the program? I wasn't sure. But if I didn't say yes by the Holy Ghost, then I would not have my life. So I had to determine, is the word significant enough to me that I'm going to make this happen uh, any way I need to make. So by the way, let me just throw this in because I've never said that. Here's, here's what I want to say to you. Since my first full month, I've never had to pay for one month of my program ever out of my own pocket that I was not able to create and generate by this encompassing vision of transforming our life and future. So here's what I'm saying to you. Not only have I saved a ton of money, we've made a ton of money. You know why? Because the promise of God is yes and amen. 
Now, here's what I'm here's what I'm saying to you. Does that have to be your journey? No. Do you need to do that? No. But here's what we better do. We better learn when the Spirit of God says yes, we say yes. When the Lord says no, we say I agree. When the Lord says I'm giving you an opportunity, we say I'm giving you an opportunity. You know what? You know what the great covenant that God made with Abraham was really all about? It was about look, God had to find a man. How many times do we find judgment coming to a nation because God couldn't find a person? God couldn't find a man. God couldn't find a woman. But thank God he found Esther. Thank God he found Ruth. Thank God he found Mary. Thank God he found Daniel. Thank God he found Paul. Thank God he found you. Thank God he found me. God always chooses to use ordinary men and women. You hear what I'm saying to you? It's no big deal, friend. You can be a part of the best church in town, or you can be a part of the worst church in town. But what God does in you um, matters. So in this passage, really, God is saying, look, Abram, I want to know, can I partner with you? Can I partner with you enough that I can change your identity? Now, so we're wrapping up week number one. Where did we begin? We begin by talking about identity. How do we wrap up week number one? Talking about identity. Why? Because God says, Abram, I'm going to change your identity. I'm going to change your name because you're about to go from much and many to multiplication. How many of y'all, know, how many of y'all want to move from much to multiplication? How many of y'all, want, who wants to move from more to multiplication? Who wants more or who wants multiplied more? Okay, so uh, I'm going to check the, Chat to just see if anybody uh, said that. And look, I, I've got I've got people I've got team members on here. Deborah Andreco said yes to her health, totally transforming her health. It's amazing. Go look at her pictures. Elizabeth Broadus is on here. You'll see a woman has changed her life and her health. Go check out Liz. I posted a new picture of me on my personal page today. Go check that out. I mean, it's amazing. It's real. It happens, and we love it. And 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 Jennifer, she's done the same thing, man. She didn't have nearly the weight that to lose that I had. But you know what? It's not about the number of pounds. It's about getting your bodies in a healthy place, ready for the battle that's ahead of us. And you know what? Since we said yes, Jennifer and I, we've been able now to coach over a thousand people, believing God. Friend, we get on there, we pray, we love, we encourage one another. Why? Because it's a word of the Lord. And God says, I want to take you from more to multiplication. See, it's a terribly frustrating thing to believe that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous and then not have a hand to put your not have a heart to put your hands at work. It's a terribly frustrating thing to believe God can do miracles but not have the heart to receive one. It's a terribly frustrating thing to be a part of the kingdom of God and believe that God can do anything, but never trust him for anything. It's an amazing, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a horribly frustrating thing to be born in the kingdom of God and to believe in faith and yet live always in fear. To believe in miracles, but never see one, to believe in soul winning, but never witness to anyone, 
to believe in the word of the Lord, but never apply it to my life. Look, when God gives you a word, he's under no obligation to fulfill that through somebody else in your life. He's under obligation to watch your response to that word and pull yourself into that and believe that God is transforming. Believe that God's doing it. He is doing it. And we're helping people take back their health, take back their future, build a business, change lives, and create a tremendous income, revenue stream. It's amazing. And everybody you help, it doesn't cost them anything for you to help them. I'm just saying, here's the deal. God wants to take us from much to multiplication. So for two nights, we talked about the power of the prayer life. Last night, we talked about the power of the blessing. Tonight, we're releasing the power of multiplication at the beginning of week one. So here's what we're going to do. If you need a miracle in your life, I want you to believe for that tonight. And I'm, 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 I feel challenged in my spirit right now. I've got some things that I'm going to believe God tonight for by faith that I will have an answer to some things. I'm going to write this down in my journal. I'm going to have some uh, some answers to some things by this time next week. By this time next week. Somebody needs to put in there, my answer is, my answer is here. My answer is coming. My answer is on its way. Now, today is 1-8-23. One week breakthrough. Yes. Testimony. Now, it's what I did in my journal. Wrote one page. My answer is on its way. One eight twenty three. One week to my breakthrough. The answer is yes. And I left space at the bottom to write the testimony this time next week for something that happens. So take out a journal, take out a piece of paper, write your promise on there, and then a week from tonight, let's go back and look at that page. I promise you, I'll show you whether I've got a testimony to share or not. All right? My answer is on its way, Liz. My answer is on its way, Jennifer. You're going to be glad to hear that. Gail, it's on the way. Mary, it's on the way. Joyce, it's on the way. Brenda, it's on the way. Man, Brenda Davis, thank you for jumping in. Deborah, Liz, Joyce, Gail, Mary. Wow, all of you guys. God bless you. Lori, man, it's good to connect with Lori today on Facebook. Thank God for what he's doing through them. And we're going we're gonna to come to Lewis County, Kentucky. Yay, finally, finally, right? Finally, we're going to do that. And so, guys, I want to pray for you tonight. We're going to take communion together. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, everybody just stop a minute. Put your hands up and just receive right now. See, there is in the place of prayer a mystic fellowship. What does that mean? It means we can be we can be together in the spirit, though we may be many miles apart. So, Father, right now, release upon this, uh, release upon this time together, whether people are watching at a later time, watching on YouTube, or listening on our podcast. We ask you, Father, right now to release an anointing for supernatural multiplication. God, bring us in our business people that we can help, people that want to change their lives, 
people that are willing to dream big, people that are positive for the future, people that want to change their lives, people that want to be stronger, not weaker, more energetic and not less. Father, release right now, I pray, an anointing for multiplication. Father, in the name of Jesus, multiply our faith, multiply our mercy, multiply compassion, multiply our giving, multiply generosity, multiply through this fellowship, God, we pray, multiply, we pray in the name of Jesus, supernatural work of God, move of God tonight in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. We bless you. We say, Father, we're not looking for an emotional release, but we're drilling deep into the covenant promise of God, and we are saying yes and amen to the will of God and the purpose of God for our life. And tonight we say, my answer is on its way. Next week, don't start, don't wait till Wednesday or Thursday because you're going to forget. Write it down tonight if you believe it. If you don't, don't write it down. It's not necessary. So we're going to take the bread together, celebrating the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Gave himself for us. We rejoice and give him glory. Let's take this together. Thank you, Father. And Lord, tonight we take this juice that represents the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ shed for us for the remission of sin. Lori, my answer is on its way. That's right. Gail says, I believe it. That's right, Gail. Believe it. You can believe it. Believe it. Receive it. Declare it. Write it on a piece of paper and dance on that paper. Let it, let it come to pass. In Jesus' name, we bless you, Lord, for this time. Let's take this together. All right, guys, we're super excited for tonight. Thank you for joining us. And by the way, many times we have a lot more people who who watch this, uh, you know, after it's over. You know, we, we've been averaging about 500 views a night. Uh, on the communion fast. So whether you're watching it live or watching it later, we welcome you. We're delighted that you're here and we're honored that you stopped by and stayed with us a few moments. So guys, we'll see you tomorrow night and uh, get ready, get ready, get ready. It's an exciting time to be alive in the earth. And we're praying, Jennifer and I are praying for your supernatural multiplication. We'll join you tomorrow night somewhere on the road. So God bless you. Have a great night. And we'll see you tomorrow night, same time. Thank you, by the way, for subscribing to our podcast, An Awakening Mosaic. God bless you guys.